Solomon is talking about how what good is wisdom if I die just like the fool? Can wisdom save me from death? And that's him trying to find out the meaning of life with God outside of the equation. Now, if you bring the, bring Jesus back into the equation, listen to what, what happens is wisdom would tell you to fall on your face and receive Christ as Savior. To reject him would be the foolish thing. And even Solomon said, wisdom can't save you. Jesus can save you. Jesus saves you. And turning to him is the smartest and wisest thing you can do. Welcome to Refuge Podcast, a weekly Bible study for young adults at Calvary Chapel, San Juan Capistrano. Proverbs, and we're going to be looking at, uh, our theme is really uh, wisdom as a way of life, and so that's what we're going to be studying for the next few weeks. Uh, Hopefully through the summer we'll be in the book of uh, the book of Proverbs. So, um, why don't we read? I want to read verses one through seven, and then we will uh, get into our study. So, it says, um, "The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, judgment, and equity, to give prudence to the simple." To the young man, knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and increase learning, and a man of understanding will attain wise counsel. To understand a proverb and an enigma, the words of the wise and their riddles. And the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Let's pray. Lord, we pray, God, that you would speak to us through this wonderful book. We thank you so much. Uh, for your word. We thank you, God, that you've um, placed this here for our learning, for us to know more about you, to know how to live in uh, just very difficult and kind of confusing times. And so, Lord, we pray that you'd speak to us in the power of the Holy Spirit, as you have been so faithful to do. And God, we pray that you'd fill us right now. We thank you that although we're apart, God, we thank you that you're with each and every one of us. And so, um, we pray, Lord, that you would uh, speak to us now in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Well, the theme of the book of Proverbs is the obvious one, uh, is wisdom. Uh, and that is the simple one-word answer. That is what it's all about. It's about wisdom. But you will see the word wise or wisdom used some 125 times within this book. Because the aim of the book is to help us to acquire and to apply God's wisdom to the decisions and the areas of our life that do not have really a clear moral law. And we'll get more into that uh, as the study goes on. But this is written, obviously, uh, if you didn't know, it's written by King Solomon, who is universally known as the wisest person who has ever lived. Uh, and what made it, what made him so wise? And the the answer to that is he asked for help. If you read his story, you remember when he was very young, he became the king over all of Israel, uh, and the Lord appeared to him graciously and asked him, "What would you ask of me?" And Solomon says to the Lord, "I need wisdom." And and the Lord says to him, "Because you didn't ask for fame or for riches." 
Um, I will grant you wisdom and fame and riches. And so um, really his wisdom is what made him so famous and so wealthy in his day. Um, Israel was, was so wealthy at this time um, that silver was as common as dirt clods. I mean, you could kick, kick it around on the ground and it's like, oh, that's silver. Uh, everything was gold in Solomon's day. And so God really blessed him. But what made him so wise is that he asked for help. And, and when you stop asking for help and stop asking uh, questions and when you become unteachable is when we become foolish. That is when we become foolish. Um, Proverbs twelve fifteen it says, The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to advice. And we begin this book about wisdom from someone who received wisdom from his own father and, and he has this kind of collection of wisdom that is being passed down to us as a father. And, and the chapters, the book is kind of broken up into two parts. Chapters one through nine are these discourses about why wisdom matters and how to get it. And then chapters 10 through 31 is filled with these like really pithy sayings on how to use wisdom every day. And it's kind of like, it's really hard to follow. There's not really one common theme in those last half, except Proverbs 31, but it's really like choppy. And it kind of feels like you're reading someone's Twitter account, just kind of like little blurps here and there and in different directions and kind of all over the place. And that is why I have put off teaching the, the book of Proverbs for the last uh, 12 years or so, um, because it's not easy. But the way that we're going to break it down and look at it is we're going to put all of these different Proverbs together by topic and kind of go through them uh, one by one. And so like wisdom in money and wisdom in friendship and wisdom in, in all those different, you know, there's a bunch of them. I think there's 11 of them. There's 11 of them. So for the next 11 weeks, that's what we're going to be doing. But uh, it covers some of the uh, heaviest topics of life. And as well as extremely practical advice. So like it tackles really difficult and weighty subjects like gossip. And it talks about how gossip is um, when you do talk about someone, it's because you hate them. And it really defines gossip for us. And, and then when you, you read on, there's another one that talks about if you find hun honey, like only eat a little bit. Because you'll throw up or you'll puke, which is extremely practical and good advice. Like, <laughs> sugar, you know, like we should calm down a little bit. It's good advice. So it just covers a, a wide gamut of different things. But um, Proverbs is where the massive truths of the Bible meet the everyday, everyday matters of life. It's really, it's a field guide to a life with God and how to live a life with God. And I think we can all kind of picture in our minds someone uh, at one time in our life or another spoke words of wisdom into our lives. Uh, you were going through um, a situation, you didn't know what to do, and so you asked counsel, and that person passed down wisdom from, from their days, you know, when I was a youngster or whatever, and they passed down that kind of information to you, and you're like, oh, that is so good, like, that's such good advice, that, are, that is wise words. But listen, those people that you look up to and gain wisdom from, we're not born wise. People are not born wise. They are made wise. 
But the question is, how? How are we made wise? And, and first of all, we want to look at what is wisdom? What is wisdom? Wisdom it is living the right way in a complicated world. We live in a very complicated world. There are things that are black and white, and then there are things that are sometimes gray. Wisdom is the skill of living. And it's not coming from some kind of, the book is not written by some monk living in a mountain, removed from society, who has no idea of the common everyday things that we go through, but it's written by someone who is involved in society, experiencing life with us and giving insight from that place of life. And Solomon, if you remember, was a civil servant. He was presented with all kinds of very weird and crazy drama. Like people would bring their cases before him and he would weigh in on them. If you remember the, the story of the two women that um, one in the middle of the night had rolled over and had, had suffocated her baby. And so in the middle of the night, she replaced and switched the kids with a friend of hers and took her child and they brought the baby before Solomon. And they're like, you know, that's my child. And it's, you know, and Solomon very wisely and weirdly says, why don't we just cut the child in half? And you're like, that doesn't seem wise. But the mother, the real mother, Gate was like, no, 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 you take him. Like, let's not do that. And Solomon told, you know, wisely discerned that's the real mother because a real mother cares more about the life of the child. Um, so anyway, he was brought all sorts of very interesting cases and he had to weigh in on some of those things. Um, his life was marked by needing more than the Ten Commandments, but not less than the Ten Commandments, meaning that he needed more than just basic morality things that, that were brought up. And this is why God gives us wisdom. Uh, you know, for instance, as an example, say you're having a hard time with your landlord. You're paying rent somewhere and you're having a hard time with this guy and he's really kind of just rude to you, doesn't return calls and or whatever. You're just having a hard time with him and you're wondering if... I mean, I don't know what to do. And you come to one of the pastors and you're like, I don't know what to do. Should I, you know, should I kill him? And the clear answer is no. Morally, we would say from the Ten Commandments, no, thou shalt not kill. Like that's pretty basic. But let's say you really have a hard time with this landlord and you come and, and you're talking to one of us and you say, how do I work through this? How do I work with this guy? How do I talk to him? How do I get past this? Wisdom would say to us that a soft answer turns away wrath. So it's not less than the Ten Commandments. It's actually, it's, it's more. It's, it's morality that we're going through and experiencing, but it's the, the skill and the wisdom of life that we need. The word wisdom in Hebrew is the same word for skill. It's, it's the same in the book of Exodus. If you remember Exodus 31, when they gathered all of these craftsmen together to make and fashion the, the tabernacle for the Lord, and the goldsmiths and the metal workers and all of these different uh, people that came together, it says that they were skilled or is the same word wise in their craft. And so we need wisdom like a tool how to live in this world and how to apply his truth to our lives daily. And that takes wisdom. It takes wisdom to take the truth of God's word and to apply it to our life 
every single day. Another example would be dating. Dating is not mentioned in the Bible. You know, we have the book of Ruth and we have Song of Solomon and like, that's it. There's really not a whole lot of like, um, you know, for example, like when you come to the, the commandments, it doesn't say like thou shalt not use Christian mingle or, or another dating app or whatever. Like how do we date properly and how do we, you know, this or that? There's not, a, there's not steps and rules that we need to follow or, or like follow in that way. But God's word tells us on who we are to keep company with, what kind of person we're to be interested in, what kind of person we're to surround ourselves with what kind of relationship we're to pursue and how to have a godly relationship. Um, I think it's Proverbs 27, 17. It says, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens the other. Okay, so the idea of relationship with others is you're supposed to surround yourself, whether it's through a dating relationship or a friend that's just, you just need friends, which we all do. It's to be one that builds you up, one that sharpens you, ones that 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 are going to encourage you and, and point you to the Lord. It doesn't say in the Bible, "Thou shalt not use Tinder," although you shouldn't. But <laughs> you know that's just wisdom. Like, don't go there. So it's not a command, but here is wisdom as a tool to live rightly. To live rightly. So it's not, and that's what I mean by it. it's not more than the t- Ten Commandments, or it's not less than the Ten Commandments, but it's more. It's it's the morality of things, but then also those areas of like question of where are we, what do we do? God's Word gives us wisdom, and He gives us the Book of Proverbs to um, to guide us in that. Well, if you look at verse two, right? To this ver or this this book is written to know wisdom and instruction. And to perceive the words of understanding. So as we look at what wisdom is, now he turns our attention to why he's writing this and what, what this is all about. That we would know instruction and perceive words of understanding. Understanding. Now, who doesn't need more understanding? With their job, with their relationships. Uh, this book is written for that purpose. To help us to understand one another, but also to understand God more, that we might know him more, but also in just the everyday things that we come across, understanding the skill of life and how to live in a confusing world. But it comes from people who have lived it before. And that's the key. Listen, before there was Google, there were people and you had to go to a person and ask them, how do I handle this situation? Like, what do I do here? What do I do there? Right now we just Google everything, which is not always the best thing to do. Although today I learned how to replace some things on my car, but it's not always the best thing to do. Take, for example, your health. When you Google your health, suddenly you have some kind of crazy disease that, that like, you don't really have, although, you know, you have symptoms that are odd and you're like, you have this horrible disease, but really you just have the hiccups. Um, you know, like when I was a new parent, like we were so paranoid about every little thing and kind of like nervous about like, what is this? And so we would Google like um, dry cough and it would be like, he has lupus, like that's it, you know, <laughs> and it was, he just had like a cough. You need to drink some, some water. Yes. Stay off of WebMD. Like just chill a little bit. Um, and so before there was Google, there were people 
And that's where they went to. And, and that's where I think a lot of times we're going to YouTube for discipleship instead of those that have lived life for a long time and have that wisdom to pass down. Um, it's not less than the law. It is more than that. So wisdom is more also, it's more than just intelligence. Look at verse three. It says to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, judgment, and equity, equity, or I'm not sure what that word is, but wisdom is more than just intelligence. It's more than just being smart. It's not about just becoming or wisdom is about who you are becoming through choices and through habits, because it's not something that you're born just wise. It's something that you learn and become. And so wisdom is about becoming wise through choices and through habits that we make and have. You can be well-educated, smart, but you lack wisdom. You can have knowledge and still do evil and, like Proverbs says, stupid things. You can know all the rules and you can still be corrupt. You can hold a very biblical view of, of certain things. Take, for instance, marriage. You can hold to a very biblical view of marriage, which we do, and you can still be a terrible husband or a terrible wife. Wisdom is not only knowing the truth, but it's applying that truth to our life. Wisdom is not only knowing the right thing to say, but it's knowing when to say it. Wisdom is about timing. It's about timing. And so that's what the book of Proverbs helps us to do, to receive that instruction of wisdom about justice, about judgment, and those things that we need to understand the timing of things. It's more than just intelligence. You can be a smart person. I don't know, maybe you know someone who's very smart, but they do some really dumb things. And you're like, those are comments that, wow, a lot of hearts just flew up. Someone's really identifying with that. You, you, know, you know certain people and you're like, wow, for going to that college, like you're pretty dumb, you know, or they do these ridiculous things or, um, anyway, wisdom is not only knowing the truth, but applying that truth to your life. And wisdom is not only knowing the right thing to say, but it's knowing when to say it. It's all about timing. Now I, you know, you've known, I'm sure you know people like that too. It's like, You'll be in a situation and they'll say something and you're like, why would you say that? That is a terrible time to bring that up. You know, like, whoa, that was dumb or whatever. You know, there's been times where myself, I've said something and I'm like, that was not wise. That was neither the time nor the place to bring that up. Um, wisdom is about timing. In fact, this is Zach's life verse. He quotes this all the time. Proverbs 27, 14. If anyone loudly blesses his neighbor early in the morning, it will be taken as a curse. And we always talk about the 745 service when we're just like shouting and praising the Lord and it's early in the morning and, <laughs> and they're like, we hate you. Like, why are you doing this? But think about that. Okay, think about what a bad witness it is. To go, say it was like five o'clock in the morning and I'm running out in the middle of the street on Easter morning, just like he's alive. Jesus is alive. Rah! Just screaming all over the neighborhood. And people are like, 
We hate you. We know which house. It's the pink house on the block. Of course, pink house guy is the one doing it. He's the guy who rings our doorbells and puts weird little placards on our, our doorbells. Not that we do that, but it, it's about timing. Like wisdom is about when to do the right thing at the right time, not just knowing knowing it all in our mind, but the proper and appropriate time to use that information. But wisdom is not about information you gain, but who you become through that information. We are, we have more information than we have ever had before. We have so much information flying at us every single day, alerting us of information. And, and here's some new update and some new information. And there's so much information. And it's globally. It's not just like local news. There's local news and then there's state news and then there's country news. And then there's, you know, country news sounds like just country music news. But like our, our, whole, our whole country and then the world, around the world, like this is all going on. Blah, blah, blah. Like so much is hitting us all at once. And it's like, ah, it's so overwhelming of information. And we have more information than we've ever had before, but yet the world is in more chaos than ever before. So the answer to like so many of the world's problems is not just gaining more information, right? The Greek philosophers thought that if we could just have the information, if we could know more about this and know then everyone would kind of fall in line and things would go a lot better there'd be peace and all this stuff listen people can know the right thing and they still don't do it wisdom is not about just gaining information wisdom is about knowing and about it's about changing the will and it's about changing the heart we know of, in our world, racial tension, and there's so much information about how, how that's wrong and bad, and, and, and there's why we are all the same, and why every people, all people all matter, and all this stuff, but now there's still racist, or, or ra racist, give me a second, there's all these like racial tensions like all over the world. There's wars. There's, there's environment issues. The environment's being destroyed. We know plastic's bad, but we just keep on using it. All the while, people are like, it's destroying the planet. And your straw, you know, and we're like, we know these things are bad, but yet we keep doing them. Why? Because wisdom is not about gaining information. Wisdom is about changing the heart and the will. And you're like, no, I don't think so. Listen, you, you and I, we often know the right thing to do, but we don't do it, do we? I know the right thing to do a lot of times. And guess what? I don't do them. Every time you come to a stop sign at 11 o'clock at night, you know and I know the right thing to do. It is to obey that sign that says stop. But then in my mind, I begin to think with all this information, right? There's no one around. It's 11 o'clock at night. There are no kids on bikes. Like, who am I going to hurt as we roll through these stop signs, right? The, the point is, is I know the right thing to do, but I don't do it. Why? Because wisdom is not about just having right information. Wisdom about, is about changing our will and our heart, which is interesting because the world tells us, Follow our heart. If it, you know, whatever is in your heart, don't even worry about checking that with wisdom. Just whatever you feel, like go for it. 
Now that is unwise. Did you know that your, your heart will actually lie to you and your, your flesh will lie to you and will lash out from the dead and, and seek to live again? I mean, talk about some bad you know, information. It's just to follow your heart. If you can dream it, you can do it. Like, no, you can't. Like, I can, I've dreamt up a lot of things, and guess what? Can't do them. I dreamt a lot of things of, like, dunking on my son this week, and I tried. Couldn't do it. I mean, I'm 5'9", you know, some odd pounds here. Me getting off the ground and dunking is, like, not going to happen. So the point is I've gotten off track. Proverbs talks a lot about the fool as well. But the fool is not someone who lacks education. It's not that someone is foolish because they just don't know certain things or or grew up a certain way. When it talks about the fool in the book of Proverbs, it's talking about someone who refuses to learn or to listen. That is foolish. And and someone who says, I don't don't need wisdom. Like, I'm good. I'm, I'm got it. That is what the book of Proverbs calls foolish. Pride is foolish. In verses 4 and 5, it says, To give prudence to the simple, to the young man, knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and increase in learning, and a man of understanding will attain wise counsel. Now, verses 4 and 5 identify for us who wisdom is for. Who is wisdom for? Well, it says the simple. It's not talking about those who are simple-minded or or, or something like that, although I identify with that. The simple-minded, but those who lack, what it means is those who lack experience, those who are young, those who need to grow up. Um, And that's repeated again. It says the young man in in knowledge and discretion. Wow, someone is outside just blasting their radio, like really getting into it. Um, So... (laughs) Someone who lacks understanding, someone who's young. I think sometimes as, as when I was younger, um, I think wisdom is like for old people, like someday I'll be wise. And I used to think when I turned 30, like I would be so wise and I would just know things about stocks and bonds and like, I don't know what any of that is. And I'm not 30 anymore. Like that's, like, that's beyond. But, but I think sometimes we think like, oh, when I get older, then I'll be wiser. Wisdom is not just for the old. It is for us now, right now. Those of you that are still young, it's for the young. It's for the simple-minded. For those that, not simple-minded, those who need to grow up. And he says, it's, if, you're, if you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, youngsters, you need wisdom. Listen, it's not just for the young. It's for the older as well. We all need wisdom. Every person in every stage of life needs wisdom. But you may be thinking like, man, I'm too old or I'm too young for wisdom. No, wisdom is for you. You're not too old. <laughs> You're not. Wisdom either the point that, that we need wisdom for every stage of life that we're in. Proverbs 29.1 says, Whoever stubbornly refuses to accept criticism will suddenly be destroyed beyond recovery. What that means, and the Bible is encouraging us to never stop learning. Never stop growing. Never stop learning. Including not just in life and skills and different things that we can learn, but never stop growing and learning in in our relationship with God. Digging deeper into who he is, knowing more about him. 
Attaining wisdom, it takes work, it says, right? And a man of understanding will attain wise counsel. He will search it out and find it. Attaining wisdom, it, it means it's going to take work. You don't just get wise by sitting back and doing nothing. You become wise by searching it out and asking questions and asking God, Lord, give me wisdom. I need wisdom. It's worth it. It's well worth the effort. And why is it well worth the effort? The Bible tells us that wisdom is, number one, it is profitable. It's profitable. If you look at Proverbs chapter 8, verses 10 through 11, it says, Choose my instruction rather than silver and knowledge rather than pure gold. For wisdom is far more valuable than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with it. Interesting. The writer of Proverbs, who we know as Solomon, was a very wealthy man. And what he is telling us is if we're offered wisdom or we're offered extreme riches, he says, take the wisdom. Every time, take wisdom. Because it's so much more valuable and profitable for our life than anything else, including the things that we are currently searching after and trying to obtain. He says, wisdom is that thing that is of most valuable or most value to us. If, if you were offered a large sum of money today, he says, take the wisdom. After all, you know, those of you that got your stimulus check and you're like, oh, I'm going to buy a new mountain bike or whatever. You're like, how can I blow this cash? The, the president wants me to put this back in the economy. Like, how can I use this? It's for the country. Go USA. You know what I mean? And you're like, listen, you get a sum of money and some of you are like, it's just burning. Like, what can I spend it on? How can I get rid of it? What can I do? How much coffee can I drink? I got money in the bank. Wisdom gives us the ability to use money wisely. Wisely. The way that we're supposed to. I mean, the way that God would tell us to. Now, if you're like already bought a mountain bike, like don't feel condemned. If you already put a down payment on a new car, like don't worry, no condemnation. Maybe you needed it. I'm not saying that. But I am saying is we need wisdom in order to, to use the, the resources that God has given to us wisely. And that's why the writer of, he, uh, of Proverbs tells us if we have the choice, always take wisdom because it's profitable at every stage of your life. Money runs out, man, you need wisdom. You need wisdom. Not only is it attainable, it is, or sorry, not only is it profitable, it is attainable. Look at what it says that a, a man of understanding will attain wise counsel. There's a pursuit of wisdom. It's chasing after it to grab hold of it. And listen, it is attainable. You can get it. It's something that you can, can grab a hold of. It, it, it's this it's a wonderful truth that we have in the book of James. It says that if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach. So if you need wisdom, the Bible encourages us. The book of James tells us, ask God who won't deny you this gift. Wisdom is attainable. It takes work. It takes effort to obtain, but it is so worth it. The writer of Proverbs tells us wisdom doesn't come by doing nothing and complaining about what you don't know. 
wisdom. It says here, if you look at verse 20, it says, Wisdom calls aloud outside. She raises her voice in the open square. She cries out in the chief concourses, at the opening of the gates in the city, and she speaks her words. How long, you simple ones, will you love simplicity? For scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. Turn at my rebuke. Surely I will pour out my spirit on you. This is wisdom personified, crying out in the streets. Like, who wants wisdom? Anybody. You can come and it's attainable. We can, we can receive it if we need it. And listen, we all need it. So not only is it profitable for us, it's attainable for us, and it's irreplaceable. It's irreplaceable. It, it's something that... it. it Really, your life depends upon it. Wisdom is the difference between living right or living wrong. And so it's really your life depends upon wisdom, living rightly. In verse 7, this is where uh, our third point this, this evening is. It says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Wisdom, okay, so we learn what wisdom is who it's for, and now we move to this final point, and that is wisdom is all about worship. It's all about worship. Look at what he says. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Where do we begin to be wise? It is at the recognition and the awe and attitude of awe and adoration towards God. Realizing the one who made all things and ordained all things and this is where it begins. It begins at worshiping at the feet of Jesus in awe of our God. This is where wisdom begins, is realizing that God is God and we are not. And so we fall at his feet and worship him. And that's really the wisest thing we can do. The wisest thing that anyone can do is to give their life to Jesus wholeheartedly and love him and serve him. And, and listen, that is what the gospel is all about. It's all about us having this open door where Jesus' sacrifice upon the cross has now provided a way for us to have relationship with God. That if we confess him as Lord and Savior, although we may die in these bodies, we will live forever with Christ in heaven by the grace of God. That is the most wise thing that anyone can do is to give their life to Jesus. Fear is this attitude of just of awe and adoration. It's not like you're, you know, oh, God, <laughs> I didn't see you there. It scared me. It's realizing the one who made you and made all things. Realizing that, that worship is what we value most. What you value most is what you worship. And so it influences and curbs our decisions. And realizing that God is the source and the center of all life is to recognize God as Lord, that is wise. In fact, the, the New Testament talks a lot about how God is the spirit of wisdom. Look what it says in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17. Actually, I think Zach shared on this verse uh, on Monday night with our uh, community group. It says, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may, gave, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation, so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you. 
Paul's prayer for the church in Ephesus was that God's spirit of wisdom would open up our understanding to, again, more of the worship and awe and love that we would have for our God because of who he is. It's, it's this wonderful work of wisdom in our life. Wisdom we find out in the New Testament is not just about principle. It is about a person. It's not just about doing right things and having the right information. It's about worshiping the right person. And that is Jesus Christ. Jesus even mentions Solomon in, in Matthew's gospel. And if you remember, if you read the story of Solomon's life, the guy started out cool and was like doing well. And then he got a bunch of girlfriends and like wives and stuff and things kind of unraveled and didn't go so well. But even with all of that information, the guy still couldn't handle it. But another king comes who perfectly lives out the life that Solomon couldn't. And it says in Matthew 12, 42, it says, The queen of Sheba will also stand up against this generation on judgment day and condemn it. For she came from a distant land to hear the wisdom of Solomon. Now someone greater than Solomon is here, but you refuse to listen. Oh man, the most foolish thing Jesus said is the greater than Solomon who was standing before them. They refused to listen to him. And the most foolish thing that anyone could do is to reject the salvation that Jesus Christ offers freely. Even in, in the book of Ecclesiastes, Solomon is talking about how what good is wisdom if I die just like the fool. Can wisdom save me from death? And that's him trying to find out the meaning of life with God outside of the equation. Now, if you bring, the, bring Jesus back into the equation, listen what what happens is wisdom would tell you to fall on your face and receive Christ as Savior. To reject him would be the foolish thing. To the, to the fool who, who turns to the Lord and says, God save me, he becomes wise, wiser than anyone else. Even Solomon said, wisdom can't save you. Jesus can save you. Jesus saves you. And turning to him is the smartest and wisest thing you can do. Worshiping him instead of worshiping yourself, because that's what he says. A fool despises wisdom and instruction. He says, I'm going to do it myself. I don't need wisdom from anyone else. I don't need a spirit of wisdom. Like, I got this. That is foolish. It's to say, and, and like we said before, the fool refuses to learn or to listen. And so um, that's kind of the, the beginning of it for us. The fool has said in his heart, the Bible says, there is no God. And the wisest thing anyone could do is to put their trust in Jesus as their Savior. So if you've not done that and you're watching online and somehow you found this, Man, we encourage you, turn your life over to Jesus. It's simple. It's simple. Just pray. Pray, Jesus, I, be I believe you're real. I believe you're the Son of God. I ask that you reveal yourself to me. Come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. It's that simple uh, to pray and receive Christ. So if you do that or you want to do that, message us and let us know. And we'd love to contact you and pray with you um, at this time. So that is the beginning of the way of wisdom. Um, and the, the advice of the writer is if you want wisdom, get wisdom. <laughs> like, it's pretty great advice. So let's pray. And then, um, no one's going to come back up because I'm by myself, but that's okay. We'll pray. And then you guys can have a great night. Lord, we thank you for this time. And I thank you that we can still meet. I thank you that 
all the technical things got worked out. And um, we just pray, Lord, that you would, again, impart to us um, just this desire to know you more. Um, and Lord, to, to attain wisdom where we need it. I need it as a, as a father, as a husband. Lord, I need wisdom. I've never done this before. I don't know what I'm doing. And so, God, I need wisdom. And there are so many others, I'm sure, they're in situations in life. They don't know what to do. And so, Lord, your word tells us and directs us to call out to you and to ask you for wisdom. And we thank you that you don't hold it back. You will give it to us. And so, Lord, as we seek your face, as we look into your word, we pray, God, that you would give us wisdom and teach us what it is to walk with you with skill of life. And, uh, Lord, we love you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. Um, we'll see you next week. Um, and we're going to be looking at, hold on, let me look. How to become wise. So, way, way of wisdom, wisdom as a way of life, and then how to become wise. I wrote it all down right here on this cool little sheet. All right, so next 11 weeks, that's what we'll be looking at. All right, you guys have a great night. And see you soon. Bye.